Today, I am talking to David Jacoby and Fred Basili from Hostfully about the 2022 Hospitality Trends in the Vacation Rental Industry Survey. Some really useful information and stats you're going to really find useful. So listen in. This is the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, keeping you up to date with news, views, information and resources on this rapidly changing short-term rental business. I'm your host, Heather Bayer, and with 25 years of experience in this industry, I'm making sure you know what's hot, what's not, what's new and what will help make your business a success. Well, hello and welcome to another episode of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host, Heather Bayer, and as ever, I'm super delighted to be back with you once again. Well, so much has happened in this industry in the past year. I'm going to be talking to Andrew McConnell on our New Year episode about what he calls convergence, contraction and consolidation things that have happened in the industry over the past year and his predictions for 2023. I think as a foundation for that conversation, this episode where we're talking with the Hostfully team about the survey that they do annually to look at trends in the industry is going to be very helpful and useful to everybody that's listening in. We are now well into the post-pandemic phase And things are going to continue to change. So I think being able to reflect back on what managers and hosts have experienced in the past year can inform us about the steps and strategies that we're going to take as we get into 2023. So without further ado, let's move on over to my discussion with David and Fred. So welcome, Fred and David, Fred Basili and David Jacoby from Hostfully. Uh, absolutely fantastic to have you back on the show, David, and you, Fred, for the first time. And this is just coming hot on the heels of the 10 weeks that you've been hearing Hostfully on the show, hearing David answering questions during their sponsorship of the Vacation Rental Success Podcast, which we were so delighted to have. But this is all hostfully today, not just a a couple of minutes right in the middle of of an episode. So we are going to be talking about the Hostfully Hospitality Trends Survey, which takes place every year. And I'm not going to say much about it, I'm going to pass that over to David and Fred. First of all, a little bit of self-introduction, if you don't mind. David, you know, just just introduce yourself and then we'll move over to Fred and then we'll start on about the survey. Hey, Heather. Thanks so much for having us. I'm David Jacoby, president and co-founder of Hostfully, and uh, really excited to be back. I love this annual tradition. So happy holidays, happy new year. A couple other things I want to share, but Fred, you want to say hi? Hi, everyone. I'm Fred Basili. I'm the marketing manager at Hostfully, a longtime listener of the podcast. But like Heather said, first time on the podcast. So we're really excited to be here today. Well, it's a pleasure to have you. So uh, give us the background to the Hospitality Trends Survey. 
Yes. Uh, yeah, before I do that, I just want to comment on the sponsorship, Heather, and say thank you so much for having us as a sponsor. It's been a real honor, and uh, it's been a great experience, so we appreciate that. I actually played a clip of me being on uh, the podcast for my daughter and uh, asked her what she thought, and I'm mentioning OTAs and direct booking site and, and stuff, and her comment was, you sound great, but I really like the music before and after you spoke. <laughs> How old is she? She's nine. All right. Yeah, that, that, that's a good nine-year-old type of, of, of comment. <laughs> and, and also, I know it's kind of old news now, but I just wanted to say uh, on, on for everyone, congratulations again to you on what an incredible year for you and on selling of your business. And I not just congratulations on that, but I personally really appreciated hearing you talk about it this year throughout uh, and really kind of showing what's behind the curtain and, and making yourself vulnerable, talking about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and, <laughs> and all the, the whole experience going through that. So just thank you for sharing that with everyone. You mean me talk about my meltdowns? <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it's, it's a good job I didn't record them because I probably would have played one and it wasn't pretty. <laughs> I'm not proud. I'm not uh, proud of that at all. <laughs> Hey, no, it's a, you know, a high stress time. I've been through an acquisition on uh, my last business. And, you know, even with your best of friends, when there's high stress going on, thing, things are going to happen. And it's all part of the process. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you for that. You bet. So um, some history, back to your question, some history about our study. This is now our sixth year. Can't believe that. And uh, we first started uh, hostfully actually first started just as a software for digital guidebooks. And over the years, moved into our services and being a, a full-scale property management software now. And back when we first started doing digital guidebooks, we were looking for data around guidebooks and around hospitality and guest communications and that side of vacation rentals. And there wasn't much out there. So we decided to make the data ourselves. And we put out a survey uh, that really focused on, on that part of the business to see what property managers are doing. And over the years, as we've expanded, expanded the survey as well to focus on all areas of property managers' operations, where they're getting reservations from, what kind of challenges they've had, what's worked well, what software are they using. And over the year that it's a sixth year, a lot of the questions have remained the same and throughout the pandemic as well. So we have some pretty good data from one year to the next on the same questions to see how trends are, are going and what's shifted. We had almost 400 property managers fill out the survey this year. So that was really exciting. Now that is exciting. So when, when, you first, when you first started out, how many did you have? Uh, it was around 50 the very first year. <laughs> and now 400. That, that's great because the data that that's giving you is, is just is, is so much broader. Yes. Yeah. Oh. So thank you, everyone, all the property managers out there. Appreciate that. This, this episode really isn't about hostfully. It's about what all the property managers said and what they're doing. And did you interview independent owners as well? Yes. So there's, there's a range, and we can talk about some of that. So individual, we, we kind of bucketed the results, as you'll see in the study. So how did property managers that are like individual Airbnb hosts and managing one property, how did they respond to stuff? Those that are two to five properties, and then a few buckets all the way up to over 100 properties. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's brilliant. It's, it, it, once again, is that, is that broader approach? So one thing that I've, I've realized that was interesting with the difference between your individual property, property managers and larger ones, and also those that have like two to five, is there's this uh, reverberation 
between reservations coming from Airbnb and direct reservations. Mm -hmm. So those that have up to five properties, over half of their reservations are coming from Airbnb and only 18% are direct reservations. And it's exactly the opposite for those with uh, over 100 properties. They have double the amount of direct reservations. 36% are direct, less than a quarter as opposed to half are coming from Airbnb. So the larger property managers are obviously, you know, having larger distribution. Mm-hmm. They have more distribution on average too, about four and a half channels versus two and a half channels. But it's really against Airbnb. So the funny thing about this, looking at the data, is it's pretty equal for Verbo. The, the number of reservations, it's around 20%, whether you're a small property manager or a large property manager, about 20% are coming from Verbo. So everyone's doing Verbo. Everyone's happy with Verbo, getting their 20%. But as you grow, maybe they are even taking their properties off Airbnb. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. That surprises me. That really does surprise me. I mean, I can understand somebody, you know, one or two properties. Yes, they're going to be on the platforms. Why go to all the trouble of direct booking when that's all you've got? But as as you grow, then, of course, it's a no-brainer to build your own brand and your own website. But that's great to hear that the direct bookings are growing to that extent for the larger property managers. Yeah. So with the with the big three channels, so Airbnb, it goes down as your properties go up. Verbo, it is the same. And Boom.com, it actually goes up. Properties go up. So a lot of small property managers, they're listing on Verbo, but they're not listing on Booking.com. And as you get larger, then you're listing on Booking.com. Yeah. Okay. Okay. What other, you know, thinking about the survey as, as an overview, what are the other major, major findings that you can highlight for us? Where to begin? There's there's lots to talk about. So one thing in terms of how things have changed as the pandemic has kind of moved on into these next stages is with regards to competition. So I had thought that a few years ago, competition had increased. So we asked them, are are things more competitive in your market? And two years ago, 57% said it was more competitive. Last year, 61%. And I thought that was high. And this year, 80%. Everyone is seeing more competition. However, that doesn't necessarily affect your revenue because we are seeing that property managers are still making more revenue than in past years. So it almost makes me think of Burger King opening up stores near where McDonald's had stores. That was the way of doing it. They knew, they knew there was demand. So that's where they'd go. Mm-hmm. Uh, two years ago, in the throes of the pandemic, there were wild swings with revenue. Some people did really poorly, and some people did really well. And this year, you're starting to see it even out a little bit, where everyone's doing not super well, but they're, they're doing better. Uh, yeah. There's one quote, one thing that I love about our industry study, in addition to the, the stats we get from property managers, is we get a whole bunch of interesting feedback from experts uh, you being one of them, Heather. So we can talk about that uh, later in the, the section you comment on. Um, but Melanie Brown from Key Data, she had some good information about, about this topic. She said, Airbnb listings in the United States reached 1.2 million in October 2022, a 15% increase over October 2021. During 2021 and early 2022, demand outpaced supply and occupancy rates rose. 
Towards the middle of the year, supply began to outpace demand in many markets, leading to occupancy rates. So things are going well and now kind of leveling off. And you kind of see that with, uh, with the results that we got. Yeah, and it'll be interesting to come back next year and see, you know, what impact all that has in 2023, because, of course, now you've got the economic impacts as well. And by the, by the time you get to survey next year, you'll have a whole year of the economic impacts. You know, from my experience, looking back 2020 and 2021, when I was still running a management company, the increase in owners wanting to place their properties with us was just phenomenal. And I, I think the new owners will probably corroborate this. That started in September 2021, we started getting at least one owner inquiry every single day. Some days it was up to wow. two or two or three, sometimes four. And that has continued. You know, I, I'm, I, I'm still citing the, the information that's coming into the, into the company and the inquiries. And those inquiries haven't let up. So for many people who bought properties during the latter stages of the pandemic, when the prices had, you know, property prices has ridden, they have to rent them out. So it, mm -hmm. it will be interesting to see what happens. And, you know, you hear about travel and travel is back now and people are more people are traveling internationally, maybe less so domestically than they were doing during the pandemic. So that will be an interesting I mean, I'm now sort of scooting ahead to the, the Hospitality Trends Report of 2023, but uh, I'm making some nice. predictions on that. But it's interesting to see these statistics for, for this past year. That's definitely held up what you said with, with all the other property managers, where we ask, it's two parts, kind of the same question. It's how did you grow this past year and what are you planning to do to grow next year? And for the past few years, the number one answer has been increasing the portfolio, getting more properties. So that mm -hmm. lines up uh, with what you said. So in last year, people said that's what they did and that's what they're going to do. And this year, indeed, they said that's what they did. So they were right. But what's interesting is for next year, they said they still plan to grow their portfolio, but that wasn't the number one answer anymore. The number one answer was increasing occupancy. Uh, and improving price strategy. So it seems like there's been a big growth the past few years. And now it's like, okay, now I need to focus on the properties I have. And that's what they're going to do this year. Uh, the bigger property managers, they still plan to grow. So the big get bigger. Uh, mm -hmm. But across the board, focusing on optimization now seems to be a trend for next year. We'll see. Yeah, and I, I can understand that because that influx of, of new properties took up everybody's time, I think. You know, just bring them all in. And now it's time to sit back and get, well, not time to sit back, but it's time to spend more effort on, as you say, optimizing those properties, ensuring that we're reaching the right target market. Yes, definitely. Let's go on to challenges. What, what are hosts and managers saying are the biggest challenges or were the biggest challenges in 22? Yes. Always one of my favorite questions. Uh, we ask if you could wave a magic wand and make your job instantly easier, what would you do? And my favorite answer was have the TV remote work every time and always have batteries. <laughs> but uh, other, other than that, in addition to that, there's kind of two big buckets of answers. So technology 
is a, a big popular answer. And we break that down, but that's the number one broader answer where over a, th over a third, like 38% say technology issues. Um, but that still means the majority are saying not technology. So there's a, a long tail of other answers from cleaning and turnover management to general operations or expanding the portfolio, maintenance and repairs, even regulations uh, showed up on there. And Steve Milo gave a nice quote about how important that is focusing on regulations and advocacy. Uh, cleaning and turnover management, that was uh, one of the largest non-technology answer. However, it did go down from previous years. So it was at like 20% last year. And this year it's at 14%. And that kind of makes sense because we're turning the corner on the crazy stress of the pandemic and cleaning protocols and what you should be doing, what you shouldn't be doing. So uh, it's good to see that that number go down as a challenge. On the flip side, hiring and staffing, that keeps going up every year. It was 5% last year and it's 10% this year. One person said, increase the labor pool for entry-level jobs. Finding quality cleaning and maintenance applicants is very especially in our local market. Yeah, I think that's been an issue for the past couple of years. But I, I think as it is you know, across the nation, hiring is, is a challenge, and particularly at those entry-level jobs. When we, we talked to, to owners and asked them what their challenges were, it was, I need to get a cleaner. Can't get anybody to come in and clean the home. Yes. So uh, we'll see how that, that changes for next year. Hopefully the economy will get a little better. And, and uh, you're starting some other software there to help just manage cleaning and turnover management, but like actually find providers as mm -hmm. well. So uh, maybe that will help and that'll be a growing, growing trend for next year. Switching gears, if we can, to the technology bucket yeah. the challenges. There's a lot to talk about there. Uh, so guest communications, that's always been big in previous years. Uh, maybe especially during the pandemic where you're seeing people less and people are switching the way they're communicating. That went down. So it seems like people kind of figured that out a little bit more. So 21% said that was their biggest challenge. Uh, for those who said technology, we're talking about the technology bucket. Uh, and then it went down to 9% this year. So I think you're seeing some more property management softwares and a lot to their email templates and SMS templates and your standalone software out there that's focusing just on, on automation and texting and emails. Uh, and then other software like other guidebook softwares and even smart lock providers and the cleaning uh, software are all getting into messaging the guests, whether it's the pin code or that the, the place is ready to check in. So you're, you're starting to see this as a trend in software in general, where the core isn't about communications, mm -hmm. but they're adding a communications part to it. Yeah. Automation comes out at the top. So I needed to, to just define what you mean by challenges, tech challenges. And if, because if people are saying 18% you know, of their challenges are automation, what are they actually meaning by that? Are they having, having challenges with the hardware or, or the software or finding it or getting their guests to work with it. I, it, it wasn't really clear. Yeah, it is. It's kind of broad, isn't it? It's a kind of overarching theme of making your operations run smoother. So it kind of includes communications. It, it includes calendar management. 
It includes um, being able to manage your distribution on multiple channels uh, and making sure the calendar is being updated. So it was kind of a, a catch-all. This question was asked in two parts. We had like multiple choice and then we also had open-ended questions. So uh, we took a lot of interpretation of what people mm -hmm. were saying and that was kind of a, a broad area. Um, one thing related to that too, it's, it's very much related to your property management software. And if you have one, or not. There's a lot of challenges. We ask if people have a pre-managed software. There's a lot of challenges that are alleviated if they if they have a property management software and they have a central place to manage everything. But that's not the case for everything. So accounting, for example, is is quite the opposite. Those who don't have a PMS, only only three percent listed accounting as as their top challenge. Those who do have a property management software. 12% illicit accounting as their biggest challenge. So that does bring up the question of causation versus correlation, right? So property management softwares, are, are they, do they just have bad accounting modules and that's causing problems? Or is it the fact that bigger property managers are more likely to use a property <laughs> management software and coincidentally, they also have more accounting issues in general because there's a lot more moving parts. Jess Garrett from Simplify, uh, which does accounting uh, services for property managers, he had a, an interesting quote uh, in our expert insights section. He said, even though many property management systems offer built-in accounting functionality, these solutions are ultimately limited by a fundamental lack of professional accounting expertise and operators end up doing the bulk of their financials manually. So I think you see a little, a little bit of both of uh, the causation versus correlation. Could be room for interpretation on both sides there. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, I, I see the smaller property manager or the independent operator is is using Quicken or, or some very simplified accounting. And of course, that they haven't got that second layer where they have to pay out to their owners as well. So it's a, yes. it is a simpler process. Another expert insight from that section was from the one and only Heather Bayer. And the cost of adopting automated processes is far outweighed by the amount of time that is freed up to concentrate on physical aspects of hospitality. So it sounds like it's the, uh, the one step back, two steps forward approach where sometimes you need to, to reset. And in the short run, it might be some extra work. But in the long run, it's going to save you a lot of time. Well, I think, you know, I've, I've talked to people about this, you know, years ago when they didn't, we didn't have all this technology, a short term rental operator just did everything. You know, you were, you were multitasking all the time. You, you were the accountant, you were the cleaner, you were the property manager. And some people had some reluctance in buying into software that was going to free up some of those functions. And... You know, I, I know from experience that you buy into those software, you free up your time, that you can concentrate on the things that, uh, that, that you can really do well. Definitely. I, I feel like I saw a lot of that also at the beginning of the pandemic, where after the, um, the big cancellation wave, everyone was putting out fires, dealing with guest canceling. But then like in April and May 2020, a lot of the kind of forward-looking property managers they were like, okay, I have some time on my hands. What am I going to do now? And finally, they had time to tackle some bigger software projects and set themselves up 
for success. And and then once 2021 came around, they were in a much stronger position. They took advantage of that downtime and, and really scaled and put some operations in place. Yeah, exactly. So I want to move on to the guest experience because, you know, I, I, I spend a lot of time thinking about the guest experience. And, you know, it, it, I, I suppose it comes back to the whole conversation on competition, that in order to to get ahead of the competition, operators have to improve the guest experience, make the guest experience one of the, the most important things to focus on. So what were people saying about that in relation to what went on in previous years? Sure. So uh, a general trend, again, that we like to ask is what did you do and what do you plan to do? So we talked about that with growth and then same thing with guest experience and, and upselling. So uh, that was one area where people year after year, they talk about wanting to provide more services. And, and this is guest experience. So it's, it's upselling, it's more revenue, but it's also right providing a better guest experience to the guests of, you know, whether it's groceries pre-arrival or tours and activities, as well as early check-in and late check-out, uh, stuff like that. And everyone always has best of intentions. Every year they say that next year they're going to do a lot more of it. And then when we ask them if they did, they, they say, no, they didn't get around to it. So it's just, it's hard to implement upselling side um, as, as one part of guest experience. But we, we are starting to see a little more of it. So the trends are, are changing. And, and I think you're seeing a lot more software providers out there trying to help property managers do it because it's, it's common stuff. So like hostfully, we, we just had a partnership with Viator where it makes it real easy to share local and activities and you get an 8% commission uh, right off the bat for that. But it's not just, um, not just us. You're seeing other software providers, whether they are doing like check-in pre-arrival form guest communications or other digital guidebook software communications or they're finding ways to be able to make it easy to communicate additional services that the property manager can provide. So that's one area. Another area too, of course, is digital guidebooks in general for guest experience. And we did see a bit of a, a leveling off during the pandemic in 2020, 2021, there was a huge spike in more property managers using digital guidebooks. Uh, and it's, it's even evened out now. Um, you are seeing with uh, hard copy paper guidebooks, there is a big difference between smaller property managers and larger property managers. So if you have one to 24 properties, over half of those property managers still have physical three ring binder guidebooks. Uh, and if you have 25 properties or more, less than a quarter do the physical hard copy guidebooks and they are moving to all digital guidebooks to having QR codes in the property that make it easy. And it makes sense that larger property managers are doing this because it's a lot harder to maintain a hundred guidebooks. If a new physical guidebook, if a, if a new coffee shop just opened up down the and you want to add that, like all of a sudden you need to print out a hundred new, you know, pieces of paper to add to the three ring binder. If you have one or two or three, I think people take a lot of love into how that, that three ring binder looks and it's real special. Um, but as you scale, it just makes a lot more sense to, to make it digital. Oh, absolutely. I'm, I'm such a proponent of, of digital guidebooks. I think everybody who's in this industry and who has a property that they're renting out has to have a digital guidebook these days. 
Um, and the other thing is, is that it can be shared amongst all the guests. I used to have the three ring binder and, and spent a lot of time on it and people never read it. Maybe somebody sat down with it and looked at it to look for, for a Wi-Fi code. But apart from that, it wasn't, it wasn't used. And of course, the other thing is you can't take it out and about with you. Yeah. So not only that, but before the guest arrives too, being able to share a guidebook that helps with the hospitality uh, feelings in so many ways. It makes them, uh, it makes you look more professional. You're enhancing your brand. People think I booked an Airbnb, not like, you know, Joe's vacation rentals. And also they get excited about what they want to do. They can look at all your recommendations and sometimes you need to make reservations in advance. So just having that three ring binder, that's not getting to the guests in advance. And now you're providing a much better experience for their trip in general by giving them a heads up of all your favorite recommendations. Yeah, exactly. I think, did I jump ahead a bit to wanting to talk about guest experience? Because I think I'm, I might have missed. Uh. No, um, well, we, we jumped around a little. There's one thing we can talk about too. We talk about challenges and talk about what's gotten better. Where have there been improvements? That was it. Yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking at this one right now. And that was quite interesting. Sure. So I'd be happy to talk improvements as well. So that's the other side of the coin. We ask guests what their biggest challenge is. We also um, ask guests where, I'm, I'm sorry, we ask property managers what their biggest challenge is, and we ask property managers what's improved. So uh, guest communications, it, it kind of lines up with the challenge. Less people said guest communication was a challenge, and cleaning and turnover management, less people said that was a challenge. And on the flip side, a lot of them said it's improved and gotten a whole lot easier. So Guest communications went from 6%, people said it was easier in 2020, to 11% to 17%. And cleaning and turnover manager, management, of course, in 2020, no one said that was easy. Um, three, <laughs> that was 3%. And then, and then 8% last year, and now 10% this year. So it's good to see people getting a handle on that and times changing with the pandemic. My favorite answer. I know which one you're um, going to point what, out now because I'm looking at it. <laughs> uh, yes, nothing. So yes. in 2020, <laughs> 27% said nothing has gotten easier. In 2021, just as just as many, 24% said nothing has gotten easier. And finally, this year, only 9% said nothing has gotten easier. So people are finding solutions, people are finding silver linings, and things are getting a little better. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that, that caught my eyes. So 9% said nothing's getting easier, and 1% said everything. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, exactly. I wanna, I'd like to know who that Pollyanna actually is. <laughs> yeah, so one, one other thing to uh, marketing, that went down. So it was 16% in 2020, 16% in 2021, and 5% in 2022. And I think that in 2020, when the pandemic was just getting going, and then the following year, people were really focusing on that and finding new ways of getting guests, finding mm -hmm. that local person as opposed to someone who's flying. And they put a lot of emphasis into that, and they, they finally got a grip on it, so it's gotten easier. And this year, only 5% have said so. I don't think that necessarily means it's gotten harder. Just something that they tackled in the mm -hmm. previous years. And, and now they've gotten a grip on it. Which brings me to the bigger comment. I, I feel like I mentioned this last year. Those hear me <laughs> every year in this conversation. I love how entrepreneurial property managers are. Because you regularly see 
items in both the what's gotten harder and what's gotten easier category. So guest communications, cleaning and turnover management, nation in general, marketing, every year people, some people are saying this is my biggest challenge. And also people are saying this is what's gotten easier. Mm -hmm. And what that goes to show is that property managers, they have some issue. They realize it's an issue. They tell us it's an issue and then they find a solution to it. And there are so many solutions out there. And, and a year later, they come back saying it was a problem last year. And now I figured it out and it's gotten easier. It's interesting you say that. I've just recorded an interview with Andrew McConnell for the New Year episode that we always do together. And one of his main messages was there is no right answer. There's no right way. There's no cookie cutter method of running this business. It's entirely different for everybody. And I think you know, the, these figures show exactly that. Yes, absolutely. And, and another question that's very much related to that, that we ask is, what is your favorite software? And um, I'm happy to report as a, as a property management software founder that property management software is the number one answer. So that's that's great. And of course, that makes a lot of sense. Although I am a little sad to report, I will admit it, it actually went down a little bit. Last year, 44% said it was their number one software. And this year, it was only 36%. And Andrew will be happy to hear that what had a big spike was pricing. So last year, 8% said pricing was their favorite software. And this year, that doubled to 16%. So that kind of goes in line with what we talked about earlier on how property managers are now starting to focus on optimizing the properties. They just had big growth. They got a lot of properties on their portfolio, and now they're focusing on, on optimizing those um, and putting a big focus on their pricing software. Uh, and, and also in terms of what you said about like one size doesn't fit all, we ask what people, what the most desired feature that's missing in their property management software. And it never ends. It is just such a long <laughs> tail of different answers. One person says mobile app, another accounting, another open API or better guest vetting in the software itself or owner portal or distribution, team task coordination. So really you, you can't please all the people all the time. One size does not fit all. But again, that just shows the nature of our industry where there are so many niche software providers and you know maybe having this this old notion of like an um an all-in-one solution of a property management software doing everything doesn't doesn't really exist and there's all mm -hmm. these other companies that do 110 percent deep dive into into niche solutions and being able to use the best in class across the board seems to be be the way to go uh, and finally my favorite answer of, of all of this uh, what is the most valuable software you use today? Why? My gut. I can always fix <laughs> it. <laughs> I'd go along with that. Yeah. When, we, when we were doing staff training, you know, the gut reaction was way up there as one of the most important things that you will use in, in your day-to-day -day management of situations. <laughs> How does it feel in your gut? <laughs> yes. If only we can get an API integration of that into your property management software. But I'm sure as a software provider, David, these questions about, you know, what we need 
I, I don't know. How do you react to to all of those? Because you you know you can't do everything. You can't be all to everybody. Yes, you know our our roadmap conversations at Hostfully are always uh, the most interesting and, and challenging ones. There are different feature requests, and for better and worse, Hostfully has a wide uh, range of property management size portfolios. We have lots of property managers with one to five properties and and lots that have over a hundred, and they have different needs out of a property management software. Right, a large property manager. They have a lot more needs on bulk updating. All bulk updating. If they want to change, uh, you know, the check-in time for a whole bunch of properties to not have to do a hundred clicks. Whereas smaller property managers, man, they know the ins and outs of Airbnb itself of the platform, and there could be some like small little field that takes to get to an Airbnb that that is, you know, some description of some amenity or something. And, and they're like, I, I need that. I want to be able to configure that in Hostfully. And, you know, really the larger property manager with 100 properties, they, they're less concerned about really fine details and kind of niche cases that you see on a weird field in Verbo or a weird field in Airbnb. Uh, in your survey, do you have any indication of over time, how many of these small operators, maybe with their one property, how many of these have grown? Um, yes, to some extent. So that's that question we talked about, portfolio growth. And every, every year for the past bunch of years, um, power managers have been saying that they're, they're growing more. And one thing that we did look at was the larger property managers. And again, this makes sense. They are adding properties at a higher rate than the smaller ones. Um, but you still do see the smaller property managers saying that that's been a focus and they are growing. So there are a handful of individual Airbnb hosts with just one property that like they only have that one property and that's all they, they want and all they care about. But even when you start to have two to five, you're thinking of this as a business and you're thinking of ways to grow and get it bigger. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I'm always heartened to hear from people who who say, you know, well, I started out with my my own property and now I've got th- now I'm managing 30 and or or more. And that's very heartening. Absolutely. And the the industry out there in terms of resources and tools available to property managers and like conferences and influencers, you're you're kind of seeing a change. Um, I, I'm, you've been in the industry a lot longer than I have now. I've been in it for seven years, so I'm not necessarily the, the new kid on the block anymore. And like, there are these conferences now where no one's heard of VRMA. Yes. Like they, there's these info, these social media influencers will put on this, this rentalpreneur kind of conference and, and everyone goes seeing these TikTok and Instagram leaders, thought leaders talking about different software, and you ask them if they're going to VRMA conference, not only do they not say no, they, they say, what is VRMA? So you're seeing these younger entrepreneurs getting into the space and they're finding new ways of learning about the industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I find that fascinating. Somebody else said that to me. I think that was at that Nashville conference that was earlier this year. And those who went said, you know, it was it was just so. Did did you go to that one? 
Uh, hostfully did. I personally didn't. Right. Right. Yeah. I, you know, I, I understood entirely different type of conference than, than we used to with the staid old traditional <laughs> VRMA. <laughs> so that's interesting. That's interesting because it just shows how, how the industry is, is growing and changing. Yes, definitely. So anything else you want to, that we haven't covered so far that you want to add? Um, no, I think we covered most things. Um, maybe with the tech stack in general, we see property managers that are, are larger. Obviously, they're using a lot more technology. Uh, we ask what kind of pieces of technology and what's real popular. And, and we talked about property management software and then cleaning and turnover management and pricing. You see that as kind of core to the smaller tech stacks. And, and then as you grow, you're starting to see uh, more marketing solutions and website solutions and payment processors. So that's kind of emphasizing what we talked about earlier. As you grow, you're getting more direct bookings. So you, you need to have tools to help handle that. Uh, and then you're seeing a longer tail too of like guest screening and distribution channel management and accounting and a lot of other software. So uh, it's fun to see property managers, as we talked about, not necessarily having this all in one approach. They, they, they pick a core software and then as they grow, they add on different softwares on top mm -hmm. of that to meet their, their needs at whatever stage they're at in their growth. Yeah, that's a really interesting concept. I talked to somebody recently about just about that and, you know, just saying that there's got to have a, there's a slight danger there of, of overlapping overlapping softwares. I, I know that, you know, as an, I was an early adopter, not so much these days, I'm a little bit more cautious now. Maybe I should have had that caution while I was running the company and not, not now that I'm out of it. <laughs> but I know, you know, there was a tendency to buy in to the, you know, the, the shiniest and the brightest software that, that came out and then never actually use it. And then at some point following that, then buying into something else that had a bit of, of what you already had. So you ended up with this overlapping tech stack. And I think it's important that, that people pay more attention to what they're spending their money on and ensuring that that tech stack lines up and doesn't overlap and meets all the needs of, of a really well-functioning company. Yes, you need to do demos and pick and choose. I think, again, what we talked about earlier, guest communications is a great example of that because you're starting to see lock companies, cleaning companies, digital guidebook software, in addition to core property management software, all having ways to reach out. So that is good. You have many solutions and there's many ways to touch the customer. And also you just need to make sure you, you pick one that works for you and, and, and not not overlap with them. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, for, for those of you listening, you need to download this survey. So David's going to tell us in a second where you can download it, because I think going forward, you, you need to have this information. You need to not just run your company or run your property, but understand what's behind it, understand what other people are doing and the, the challenges and the obstacles that they're experiencing and how they're, they're overcoming it. More knowledge is, is your power. Yes, absolutely. You know, I talked about at the beginning how it was important for us to have that data to understand the, the property management landscape. And the feedback we've gotten over the years has just been so wonderful. And that's why we keep doing this, this labor of love uh, on the survey where people say this is such great benchmark 
data for them. It's so important for them to be able to see how their peers from a quantitative and qualitative point. You know, we have we have open-ended questions and, and we get feedback around that as well as multiple choice questions. So for people to see whether they're one property or five properties or a hundred properties, kind of where they stack up against their, their peers is real helpful for them to see where others are having challenges and, and where things have gotten easier. It helps them think about what their planning is for the, for the next year. Uh, so you can download it at hostfully.com. That's the easy one to remember. We have a link of all our reports so you can see all our previous hospitality reports. We also have some other great white papers on just the, the industry size in general and, and some other cool white papers we put out. And then if you can specifically remember, hostfully.com slash 2022 report, uh, that's where you can go for the report specifically. Uh, well, I will make sure that there is a link in the show notes. So if, if you're stuck, you can just go to vacationrentalformula.com and check out this podcast and there will be the show notes and the full transcript of this interview with David. Sorry, we had to lose Fred. Unfortunately, the internet connection wasn't the best on this occasion. However, perhaps we'll we'll have Fred back at, uh, at some other time. Maybe he'll join us for next year's review. Next year. The, the, the survey. Yes. Just take a couple of minutes. I mean, for those who've been listening to the last 10 weeks of, of the podcast, they know a fair bit about Hostfully now, but uh, but you can condense all that down now. Tell us a little bit about how your product and service bridges the gap between what managers want to provide, as they've said in this survey, and what currently prevents them from doing so. You bet. And once again, it was so much fun being a sponsor and I really loved all the questions that you asked me a while ago. So hopefully that was helpful for, for folks. Uh, but we are a uh, tip-to-tail property management software to help you kind of run all areas of your business, um, as well as having amazing integrations with the best-in-class vendors out there. So um, at our core, we focus on having strong channel management. We are the only property management software in the United States that's a preferred partner for Airbnb, Vervo, and Booking.com. Uh, we also have Marriott integration and Google integration. So very excited about those strong kind of core channel integrations where they're saying we're great, not us saying we're great. And I know I said that on one of the uh, the sponsorships earlier. And also having great email templates and triggers and that guest communication side of things, having a digital guidebook platform. So that's a separate software that we offer, uh, digital guidebooks. So we have customers use every property management software out there and our digital guidebooks on top of that. Uh, one guidebook is free, so I encourage everyone to sign up and make a guidebook and see what it looks like. And if you like it, then you can, can upgrade for all your properties. And then as I mentioned, we really pride ourselves on our API and playing in the same sandbox of everyone else in the space. We, we love all our dynamic pricing uh, partners, our cleaning and turnover management partners, background checks, website, insurance, um, all of that. So it's a fun place for us to do the core really well. And then you get to pick and choose who you want to work with. That was great, David. Thank you. And you can also go to vacationrentalformula.com forward slash virtual vendor showcase. And you will see the Hostfully page there. And there is, uh, you know, th there's a, quite a lot of stuff on there about Hostfully. And there's links to all the episodes that I have done with, with David over the years. And, and I believe those 10 questions, we, if we don't have them there right now, 
they are going to be on the virtual vendor showcase before very long. Uh, so it's just one stream of all those questions that I asked David about two months ago, three months ago. <laughs> so Time flies. The so year's that, gone already. Oh, I know. I know. Scary stuff. David, it's been an absolute pleasure having you with me once again. I know we'll we'll probably talk well before we do the review for 2023. <laughs> At least I hope so and hopefully perhaps we will uh, we'll get together in person and have a coffee or a glass of wine or a beer or something and just review everything that's gone on. That sounds great Heather. Uh hopefully with your hopefully you have some extra time now on your hands and you can travel around so can't wait to see you in person and thanks again it's always a pleasure discussing the report and vacation rental industry in general at the end of the year is a good way to, to cap the year and reflect and see what's coming up next year. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, David Jacoby from Hostfully. One of the nicest people in this industry. I always love to spend time with him on a recording or at their booth at any conference. You know, if any of the, the Hostfully team, those guys are, are always so friendly, so open and welcoming. Do not go past a Hostfully booth at any conference you're at. You know, stop, say hello, and you'll get a great welcome. So as I said, don't hesitate. Do download that report. Have a good look at it. See where you stand in terms of your challenges, your obstacles, things that you that, that are working for you, things that aren't working for you. And then, you know, check it out against what other people are saying. Also, there's some really great comments from industry experts within that survey as well. Some very great, good insights. Make sure you read those too. Okay, that's it for another week. Just moving down towards the end of 2022. I'm for one looking really looking forward to what's going to happen in 2023. We will be finally, finally <laughs> announcing our educational program in 2023 as we get into it. I know it's been a long time coming. All sorts of things have got in the way, but you know, life happens. We we go through it. We come out the other side having learnt an awful lot. And I've learnt an awful lot and my team has as well. But we are just about ready to go. We have a number of people in the beta programme and they've been very, very patient as we very slowly upload new material and we get their feedback from it. And, and we'll be bringing that to you at the time that we do some launching in January. So we still are accepting people for the beta programme. It's being more refined as we speak. So if you're interested in joining us, go to vacationrentalformula.com or you can just email me uh, or Mike, Heather at vacationrentalformula.com or Mike at vacationrentalformula.com and we'll get back to you with some details. On that note, I am heading out. I'm going to go and wet my toes in the Gulf of Mexico, take a walk along the beach and enjoy the beautiful sunshine that we have down here right now. I hope you're enjoying your day. I hope you enjoyed this episode and look forward to being with you again next week. It's been a pleasure as ever being with you. If there's anything you'd like to comment on, then join the conversation on the show notes for the episode at vacationrentalformula.com. We'd love to hear from you. And I look forward to being with you again next week.